So hi, welcome to Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Brett. And James, and we are Friendship. And we're asking some questions about their new EP, Basecamp. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you guys feel about those sponsors so far? It's been good. It's been fun seeing it. Uh, you know, we, we put it out like a weekend in tour, so it's been fun seeing uh, people kind of play catch-up and start to learn the lyrics and start singing them out. It's been fun. Hell yeah, the EP rips. Dude. It's Thank so you. fucking groovy. I don't know if that's like the right word, but it just it got me dancing a little bit. All right. Oh, yeah. we, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. So is there any meaning behind the EP title or cover art? Oh, cover art. That's uh, not a lot of meaning behind the cover art. We liked it. It was our designer friend that came up with it. But uh, definitely the name. Um we both love the outdoors a ton and uh, we've always wanted to integrate it into what we do. And we think there's this kind of through line of, you know, we find nature to be incredibly inspiring and that's typically the jump off point to, you know, like a larger climb. And we're kind of looking at this like a new climb in our career and the starting off point. And um, it's a place to kind of return to as well. It's, uh, you know, it's the place where stories are told and where, yeah, I don't know. Adventures are talked about, and uh, yeah, it's just like meeting space for people, and that's kind of what we try to make friendship. Brett maybe has his own meaning on it, but well, I think to speak to the art. Um, yes, our designer friend came up with it, but um, we've always man, this is our first EP ever. We've always kind of tried to have a lot of our face out there. Um, and this was, I don't know, just a, we kind of just wanted something that looked a little more artful than a band photo or whatever. Fair so, enough. Yeah. And in terms of the artwork, since, you know, it, the, the designer friend, did you guys just kind of hand them the EP and say here, like do with this, what you think the, the artwork should be, or did you give any sort of direction with it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, She's a uh, friend of my wife's, actually, so I've known her for a while, and it's kind of easy to just tell her a vibe, and she's good at translating a vibe. So, yeah, she heard the songs early on, and I, I sent her a Pinterest board of a bunch of random stuff that was, you know, a lot of, like, vintage mountaineering-style stuff, and um, she, you know, extrapolated from there and made something that was kind of vibey, and it was like a little... I think it's like blown up trees in the background, you know, and so there is that nature influence there. I got you. Mm -hmm. uh, so can you guys tell us a little bit about your writing process for the EP? Um, I think as with any, maybe, maybe the most interesting part about this or the more unique aspect of it is that it occurred over a global pandemic, a lot of it. So there are some like, zoom writing sessions in there that made the cut um which was a weird experience and something we don't prefer but maybe fun to say we included on that mm -hmm. um yeah but i think with anything more and more we try and make it a hodgepodge we try not to have the exact same process for every song and um try and let each one kind of be something different Obviously, you write a bunch of songs and then you narrow it down to whatever you narrow it down to. And um, I think we, we 
saw some through lines within this body of work and so that's why it became the collection but um there's a lot more kind of that we're working towards an album for next year um that we're kind of kind of raining as well mm -hmm. so with with your writing is it just like get together you write and then if there's a through line that's when it becomes the body of work or what do you guys write with the intention of a body of work i know you mentioned you're working on a record right now so is there intention behind that one versus this one um i mean i think because because uh, this ep came together over such a long period of time it was like brett was saying it was such a variety of processes that uh it's probably hard to pin down kind of one or two things but um moving forward i think you know we're trying to look at this next album as um something we haven't ever done so we're talking about you know stripping it way back and maybe being less electronic or just trying to flip this thing on its head because i don't know it's it's felt like a bit of copy paste for the past uh you know we've been making music together for about 10 years so i think we're really trying to I don't know. Sorry, I lost track of your, your question a little bit, but hopefully it roughly answers it. You did. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully this uh, next one is... I'd love it to be a 180. I think we'd both love it to be a 180 because it gets boring if you just kind of do the same damn thing. And that was That's kind of important to us to be probably uncomfortable again to try some new things. So. That makes sense. For sure. Awesome. So what song off this EP took the longest to write and which one is each of your own personal favorite? Um, personal favorite is Love Like It's Religion for me, um, which also might be the longest to write. It's pretty long. Uh, what counts as long, like from start to finish or like hack yeah. it out hours? I mean, I feel like that would that's kind of the same thing, no? Uh, sometimes we let stuff sit, you know, you, you make it and then mm. you sit on it for here, you come back to you like, Oh, this is really good. Or is this bad? Um, that's fair. Yeah. You could, you could do, I guess, hacking it out one that just, you couldn't crack. It might've been, it might've been love. Like it's religion. Actually. He might, I think that might be right. That was pretty. It was. Yeah. We wrote it with our friend Drew. was singing on it. And. In that session in particular, like her and I hit it off. James was on the computer. And so her and I were just kind of like riffing. And I, I think, I don't know, maybe he can speak to this better, but I feel like he felt a little bit of like, well, what am I doing right now? Like, like I feel like her and I were bonding in that moment. And I think he was trying to find the connective tissue for the whole thing. Um, and so it, it became, there was like, I don't know, I think there was a bit of um, tension maybe in that initial session that kind of left it as something that we're like, there's some really cool moments, but we don't know like how it all connects together. It's so important to put space on that one. Yeah, it was important to give that one space and let it develop over two years, three years. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's pretty I, long. Yeah. There's one that's always in the back of my head. It was, it was very much like kind of a topic that I brought to the um, table of just kind of challenging the way that we, as humans, relationship as a verb, I guess, for the lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and so I think too that was part of it. Of, of this happens a lot, where like if one of us brings the topic or, or something's like you know on our mind individually, we bring it to a session. The other person has to maybe sit with it for a while for it to like connect for them and for it to like make sense. Mm -hmm. Especially as we both tend to sing on these things, like. Um, and that one in particular, James was singing the second verse, I'm singing the first verse. We like to let our verses, the, the song, or like the words that we're singing it to make sense for us as individuals. And that can sometimes take some time. Yeah, so that's your answer. Love Like It's Religion for sure is the longest. And then my personal favorite is probably it's a two part. The end of Insignificant Other has become my personal favorite. Uh -huh. We haven't played it live yet, but hopefully we will soon. And then I don't know. Pretend just kind of whips. Pretend sure? just kind of bumps for me. Hell yeah, love it. For sure. Um, so for this question, I want each of you to pick your favorite lyric off the CP and tell us the meaning behind it. Oh God, favorite lyric. Man, we just I played a show last night. I forgot nearly every lyric. He couldn't remember a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> you sing. Remember, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Thank God our fans do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for, favorite, I'll play. Yeah, favorite lyric for me. Um, I like a lot of lyrics in Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. That one felt really heartfelt. Just came back from Copenhagen, and maybe I'd say. I mean, it's such an on the head lyric you know i don't know national anthem's coming undone we've never i mean it's so we're so like <laughs> white bread dudes like i mean we don't take too many stances so it felt kind of good to be like nah fuck this place a little bit and like we have some issues and it was nice to sing something like that it's been kind of interesting watching people's faces sing singing while we sing the national anthem's coming undone and it's some mixed reactions some, but you know which is kind of i i like it yeah that's oh, probably yeah. My favorite right now. Oh yeah. Um, man, I really am trying to. I feel like there is a lyric in the second verse of "Love Like It's Religion." Hey, what? What is the? It's like between the pros and cons. I'll try to build a bridge. Oh yeah. I like that one. I don't know if it's my favorite on the EP, but I do like that one. There you go. All right. Hell yeah. I'd just like to say the way that Copenhagen is pronounced in the song scratches my brain just the right way. Uh, there's something about the enunciation of the word in the song. Copenhagen. So good. I have, this, I have this terrible habit of <laughs> trying to sing like Sting, I feel like, or something. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, so, would you guys be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this EP? Yeah, fucking all over the place yeah it was um i like in the process of it or between like the, some of the first you know initial moments of some of the earlier songs to the last ones like i went through so pretend is the most recent one that we wrote it was written about a year prior to it coming out um Love Like It's Religion, I would say, would be the earliest one that was started. Yep. Um, and that was like 2019, 
18, I think. Um, and then, yeah, like Insignificant Other and Lover for an Enemy. Um, wait, what's the... So head, Headspace for the for the songs? No, the other song. Oh. Lover and Enemy, Insignificant Other. We're a little yeah, tired. It's okay. Love like it's religion. Lover and Enemy. Said that. Sad anymore. Sad anymore. Uh, I yeah. forget about <laughs> They were all just kind of in, in a similar time. Sad anymore was like, I guess the point I'm getting to is I had like one of the most pivotal moments in my life occur like over the process of, of all these songs. Um, and so my headspace changed dramatically from like the start of it to the end of it. Which I think is something we actually welcome and accept in in our music is I don't know there is something about that we're not really proud of it at this point of how long it takes us to write a song but there's something nice that you can only get from time in a creation in a creative process um, where you get to, your perspective changes so. I don't know, painting's always an easy reference, but it's like if you started painting a certain color and then all of a sudden the light's different, it looks different, and um, you see it from a different angle. I think that it has an interesting effect on art, I think. I mean, specifically mood-wise, mood, specifically mood -wise, though, I mean, for me personally, I mean, there were states of, you know, he was going through his large breakup, like, you know, states of depression, truly. Um, states of exhaustion, um, career exhaustion, uh, emotional exhaustion, uh, excitement, rebirth, you know, it's kind of like when there's so much time between, you know, idea inception and, you know, execution, it's, you go through, you go through friggin' everything. <laughs> and I think that speaks to when the EP kind of came about, which was in the midst of a global pandemic. So then you've got all of the emotions surrounding that as well, you know, coming into totally. The, the room with you when you're writing yeah you carry all that baggage and that that global baggage that everybody probably has a little bit of right now you know absolutely yeah. um so how do you guys recommend your fans to listen to cp for the first time should you do in the car with friends and dark with headphones on is workout ep party ep what do you guys personally oh, wow. recommend oh that's an interesting idea i'd say probably in the bath he says in the bath. In the bath. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's probably not right. Actually. Not a big bath There's boy. A decent amount of energy. I think it's a. I think it's a bit of an upper. It's um like all the shit we do. It's happy, sad, sad, happy. So I don't know. I always say I I love headphones and chuck them on and go walk your dog and get outside and get a dog if you don't have a dog. <laughs> Adopt a dog. Find a dog. Uh, yeah. Well, find, those find those dog, dog walking steal apps. Dog. <laughs> don't steal the dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, slap some headphones on and get outside and uh, go 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 feel alive because that's I think what I at least I want our music to make people feel is yeah alive. All right. Hell yeah. Or a bath. Or a bath. Or a bath. bath. Okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> take was, the bath too. Yeah, yeah the bath yeah. is good. Bath is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your heads. I want you guys to describe this EP for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Three words each, six total. In a quarter mile, keep very... left to stay on I-90 West. You're done. <laughs> I know that's you, you have the other three? Good to hear. <laughs> I love it. There you go. There you go. 
yeah, piece it yeah. together. Um, and in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the EP? No, I don't want a specific thing for them. I want them to own it in their own way. Yeah. Fair enough. That's, that's a cop-out cop answer, but... Can't argue with that one, though. Like, I don't want to put it on them, you know? Yeah. Take, exactly. take it how you want to. One of the best things about making... I would imagine any art, but I'm only familiar with making music um, and sharing it with people, but is that experience of getting to see other people's ownership of yeah. your songs, like... Um, I don't know. You asked one of your first questions was like, "What is our? How do we feel about the response or the reception or whatever?" And man, I mean, you always want to blow up and have Taylor Swift status, you know, on the charts, but like that never happens for most of us mortals, and um. So the success becomes in like getting it out into the world and letting it grow. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the like piece that you start to become more proud of. Most proud of is like, yeah, we put it out. It's out there now. And we did our job. Our job is to determine how it goes. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. One of the best, like, I don't know, like gifts that we can receive is seeing how people own these songs um they got a live show like that's that's the best to see people's faces mm -hmm. you can tell that this song has some kind of very deep personal meaning for them um because you know audio i'll say music for the sake of this interview is that the only form of art that you can you know listen or or consume while doing other things. Mm -hmm. It's like you're not reading a book while going for a run, or like, I guess maybe drawing puzzles. I, I listen to um, books. Oh, you said audio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, audio in general, but like, um, yeah, music is kind of the only thing you can. It, it's your soundtrack to life. So mm -hmm. you get to see people, I don't know. How that plays out. Sorry, very long minute answer. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, it, it it's awesome to kind of have the expectation you guys have, which is just like the success is based on the fact that we put the damn thing out because there are so many artists that are not Taylor Swift size that base the success on where they are on the charts. And when they don't land there, it's a catastrophe. So it's mm -hmm. like, you just got you got yeah yeah you got you got to set the expectation and real low <laughs> yeah and, and you'll be happy like that's yeah, yeah, just yeah. that that's the way it is unfortunately you know no it's you can't um i'm i'm i fall victim to this a lot and i'm really bad at you know attaching my identity to every our music and what we do and if you know it takes a hit i take a hit personally so it's it's important to separate and just let it let it go out in the world that's it absolutely yeah sure so are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this ep positive or negative positive moments we didn't have to really produce much if anything on pretend that was pretty sweet that's <laughs> awesome that was positive king henry was a beast on that one um i don't know other positive moments for you i'll do negative after hmm 
<laughs> my positive answer was I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> exactly. And that's fucking awesome. You have to sit back and relax. Yeah. Terrible. Man, I'm trying to think. It's it's tough to recall all the really like great moments and you know we write songs all the time. So for them to make the cut, there had to have been some special feeling that took place. Totally. Where like we were listening to it back over and over or something like that. So I would say those are always like the exciting moments when you feel like you have something that might actually make it out into the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then negative yeah, moments. Negative. Um I so, think maybe. Yeah, this is such a long process. It can be really discouraging. Yeah, it can be really exhausting and I think when I think the bad thing about having I mean, too much time is that doubt can creep in and you start to wonder, at least I can do this. Like, is this any good? You know, what the fuck's going to happen with this? Is this going to even come out? Is this, you know, we were going through a new label change and that was taking so long to negotiate and yeah, you can get kind of down on, well, maybe nobody cares about this anymore or cares about us. And I don't know. That's like the surface level negativity, but. You know, we he he touched on it. There was a lot of tension at the time between us around that love, like it's religion song. And I mean, we're in a marriage. There's a lot of you know that comes with ups and downs. And yeah, we have to navigate that, and that could be that could be really negative sometimes. But mm-hmm. I think ultimately positive. Hopefully, yeah. Hell yeah! yeah. So. All right. Hell yeah. Um, and for the last couple of questions, going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? <laughs> like actual death row, um, <laughs> like metaphorical death row. Um, last food and drink, death row. With like death row records? No, no, like no, no, no. you're like you're like dying. death row yeah. electric chair, fucking lethal injection <laughs> type shit. Yeah. What's my last meal and drink? Probably it's probably all under some like Indian cuisine of some kind, like maybe some like golden matcha or golden tea golden milk tea thing with like a sog veneer and some like garlic cheese on nice i go i'm so friggin' boring i love vanilla milkshakes i'd probably go with that and i know it would hurt my gut right before i died but i'd do it anyway because who cares yeah <laughs> exactly dying. why the fuck not why the fuck not if it's gonna die whatever and my last meal would be like, um, okay, carrots. I love carrots. <laughs> I do carrots. Carrots are pretty fucking awesome, though. Just a fucking plate of carrots for your last meal? Fresh, fresh peeled. Yeah. All right. That's psychopath shit, man. I don't know what to tell you. That. That's fucking crazy. I just love it. I just love them. Carrots are great. You know what? I'm going to leave you to it. That's why Shane's vouching for you. Yeah. So I'm going to fucking let you have it. Yeah. Thank you, shit. Yeah. Carrots, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, Palisades. Because <laughs> it's so it's unattainable. <laughs> He's saying a really bougie neighborhood in, in that Los Angeles that is so unaffordable you can never get to. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for me, probably fictional land. Man, I'm such a fucking nerd and nobody knows it. I'd probably say, man, I go Harry Potter or something like straight up live at Hogwarts. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. What house are you? Oh, man. 
I mean, isn't everybody Gryffindor? I, I guess. feel like everybody everybody says that, right? Yeah, yeah. Gryffindor. Oh, no, I just, yeah, I'd mix it up. Hufflepuff. I don't know. Is that one? Hell yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know what he'd do. Fair enough. Who cares? Uh, He's out of the car. <laughs> and I've not asked the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Color? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like indigo, deep indigo Ooh. for me. He'd probably do, or like teal. Teal or deep, mm-hmm. like an indigo. I, I love blues. Um, I'm kind of colorblind too, so who knows if I'm seeing them? Probably not. But... uh. <laughs> He's he's probably like a brown or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not brown. That's not fair. He's like no. He's like a forest green. Okay. Oh hell yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's a PNW guy. Yeah. Nice. I'll say forest green for him. All right. Forest green. Um, <laughs> and as I said, that's all the questions to have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Listen to that EP. So uh, so we become Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So we can date Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> That's want. the goal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Over here. Well, thank you for signing this guy's been Friendship, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.